Mr. Reagan's first ever speaking engagement. Mr. Reagan. All right, so this is the first time I have ever spoken to an audience with regard to politics. Uh, so this is this was an interesting experience for me. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was invited by a gentleman by the name of Casey Ocupé. Uh He's got a YouTube channel. I'll put the link in the description. And he he actually asked me if I would make a video and send it to his event up in Salem, Oregon, just because I was a somewhat prominent YouTuber with regard to free speech and conservative politics, this sort of thing. And I suppose he must have emailed tons of YouTubers. But not only did I respond, I called him up and I said, uh, hey man, do you know that I'm actually, I was born and raised in Salem, Oregon? I'm like from that town. I was actually born in Dallas, Oregon, which is a little bit away, but I spent my whole youth in uh, in Salem, Oregon. And the guy said, no, I didn't know that. And I go, yeah. I said, you know what? I'm not going to send you a video. My parents are having their 40th anniversary soon. Um, why don't I just come up and speak at the event? If I came up, would you want me to speak? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, great. That would be great. So I, I went up there and I prepared a little speech and uh, I spoke in front of an audience of uh, people from my hometown, which was fantastic way to start, I suppose, doing speaking engagements. And speaking of speaking engagements, I am actually going to be speaking in Chicago at the International Conference on Men's Issues this August. The uh, conference is going to be August 16th, 17th, and 18th. As Sargon of Akkad is going to be there, Count Dankula, uh, Paul Elam, Janice Fiamengo, Karen Strawn, and a ton of other awesome people. So if you fancy a trip to Chicago in August, uh, get your tickets now. I will have a link to that also in the description. Now, before I play the speech for you, I'd like to go through something that you will inevitably skip. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Donald Trump coin. But before you skip, you got to think, how much do you like your dad, right? I mean, he's the guy you looked up to your whole life, the guy who got you out of all those scrapes, some of which your mom still doesn't know about, the guy who's always there to depend on for advice, tools, you name it, your father was there for you. You know, Father's Day is coming up, right? So for this Father's Day, instead of the usual instantly forgotten aftershave or amusing t-shirt or mug or whatever, why not get him something really special, something unforgettable, something as unique as it is legendary? For this Father's Day, Noble Gold have combined their best-selling Freedom Coin, right? Freedom 2020 President Trump Coin, one ounce silver coin, and their 10-ounce United We Stand Silver Bullion Bar. You see that? Yes. Noble Gold is offering both of these as an unforgettable twin set. Struck in .999 fine silver, these breathtaking specials will become collector's pieces in years to come. And I think that may be true because, I mean, think about it. What if you had a Reagan coin now? That would be awesome, right? So for Father's Day, Noble Gold is offering this sensational set at a $30 discount when you use the code MrReagan30. Show your dad how special he is and order yours today. The link, as usual, is in the description. All right, so let's get on to the speech. Now, before we show the speech, I want to talk about a little bit about when I rolled up at the Salem Public Library, which was where we were holding the speech. We had protesters. Really, we had protesters in Salem, Oregon. Not only were they protesters, it was Antifa. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got, I'm being protested. This is awesome. I love being protested. All right, Johnny, what do you think about me being protested? Uh, just as long as, you know, my kids are okay. <laughs> so we got, we got like, we got like an infant here. And this to me was hilarious because, you know, I mean, it's Salem, Oregon. It's not, uh, 
you know, it's not like a big city or anything like that. And we, you know, I didn't think we were particularly radical people speaking. But Antifa came up and, uh, and I was actually thrilled because, you know, you think, hey, man, maybe if they're here for me, I've made it. You know, as a conservative, you know, YouTuber, if you're being protested by Antifa, that's it, man. That's like, you know, that's like the Academy Awards of, uh, of conservative YouTubeism, right? <laughs> but, uh, but no, sadly, sadly, I discovered that uh, they actually had no idea who I was. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. I love this. Sadly, I don't think this is for me. You guys aren't protesting me, right? I have no idea who you are. Yeah, that sucks. Antifa were there for a guy named Joey Gibson. Joey Gibson apparently is the head of a a group in Portland called the Patriot Prayer Group or something like that. Antifa really hates them. They've clashed a few times. I think they've gotten into some fights, things like that. So yeah, Antifa doesn't like them very much. So they were there to protest this guy, Joey Gibson. It was very sad for me, sad moment, realizing, very disappointing. Uh, But nevertheless, I tried talking to them a little bit. This is how that went. Hey, yeah, you guys advocate dialogue, right? It's Demi Cooper. No? Not not speaking? I've run into the non-speakers before. You guys are so funny. The only way, the only way we can get good ideas is by talking to each other, right? Sharing ideas. It's the only way. Saying silent isn't going to help anyone. At one point, uh, they saw that I was carrying a uh, Fred Perry bag, and they just assumed that that must have something to do with uh, the Proud Boys, right? The Proud Boys wear uh, Fred Perry shirts. (laughs) Fred Perry bag, so I think I get an idea. Fred Perry is uh, the Proud Boys kind of. Oh, that's sad. Oh, it's actually quite uh, popular brand amongst the uh, the 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 British uh, the British punk movement used to wear. Yeah, no, originally, and then the skinheads appropriated it. Appropriated it. So it's part of a racist uniform. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's. (laughs) I'm unaware of that, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll tell you why I like Fred Perry stuff. So I was watching tennis one day, and I saw Andy Murray wearing a fairly, what I thought was stylish polo, much like the one I'm wearing now. Um, But instead of being a penguin, it had a little Laurel uh, logo on it. I thought, what is is that? I looked it up, and it was uh, Fred Perry. And so I went to their website, and I found all these Fred Perry bags that looked like, you know, they were like a TWA bag from like the 1960s. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool, right? I like vintage looking stuff. So I bought a couple of these bags, literally because they looked like they were from the 1950s or 60s. And I liked the laurel design and I thought they were cool. The Antifa people were just like, that means you're a fascist. (laughs) The fact that you have that brand means you're a fascist. So I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, Fred Perry brand. I don't know why, but for some reason, some people in America think that if you have a Fred Perry bag, you're a fascist. That was not true for me. Uh, Maybe for some fascists it's true, but I think for the most part it's just a brand. Okay, so when we first get there and we pass Antifa, um, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be more fun than I thought. Uh, But not only that, but I realized there are tons of police there, like tons of police. And we get in, we park, and me and my brother jump out of the car, and my brother knows, like, all the police officers, (laughs) which kind of makes sense because he's, you know, he's lived his whole life in Oregon. Uh, He runs my family's business there, and so he knows a lot of people. Um, So that was kind of fun. Chris, I'm friends with all the police, so that's (laughs) good. My brother, this is Travis. (laughs) My brother had uh, his baby son, 
and his uh, one of his little girls with him. Uh, so on the one hand, we were a little nervous for them, but on the other hand, we thought, well, who's going to attack us with little children? So we felt I felt a little bit safer with kids, actually. <laughs> it's, just, it's like they're like a human shield. All right, well, we got like little children with us, so a little bit of protection against the hey, evil Antifa. Yeah, Mr. Franken, yeah. You know who we're with. <laughs> but they weren't really like violent Antifa. They were just kind of like passive Antifa, which is nice, which is nice. They're just expressing their First Amendment right, which I appreciate. So we get in there, and I watch some of the people speak. Some people were really interesting. Others were really funny. Uh, they were all really interesting, but some were more you know, humorous than others. More, others were a little bit more fascinating. So I'm listening to all these speakers do their thing, and I wasn't really that nervous, but you, know, you never know how it's going to turn out. You know, considering I've never actually done a, a speech in front of people about politics. So I get up there, and I do my thing, and well, you know what? I'll just let you watch it for yourself. Without further ado, here is my... First ever speech. The guy who made that video, which has millions of views, Mr. Reagan, is joining us here from Los Angeles. So let's give it up for Mr. Reagan. Thank you, sir. Hello. All right, I came from Los Angeles partly to be here and uh, partly for my parents' 40th wedding anniversary. It's my dad over there. Uh, Uh, because I grew up right here in Salem, Oregon. The best town in America, except for those people outside. <laughs> uh, I was really hoping they were for me, but they had no idea who I was. Okay. <laughs> Leftists don't watch conservative videos on YouTube, typically. All right. I want to teach you all very quickly. I'm going to try to make this as short as I can, you know. I'm going to teach you all how to win any argument ever. You will... From this point on, you will never lose an argument, okay? Simple concept, very, very simple concept. Never, never, never argue to win an argument. Always argue to get to the truth, okay? Always look for the truth in an argument, right? The guy that you're arguing with is almost, gonna be, almost always going to be right about a few things, right? Agree with that guy. Be kind to that person. You know, respect their perspective. Even if they're completely crazy... Be like, okay, you know, look for the reasons why you agree. You, you don't always have to take the conflicting position. Because if you're looking for truth, and they're trying to look for the conflicting position, they're always going to get further away from the truth. You're always going to get closer to it. Eventually, you're going to win the argument. And in fact, you're going to look generous, because you're inviting them to search for truth with you. So that's, that's a technique I developed years ago uh, that has always served me relatively well. Now, my definition of government is that government is really there to protect the vulnerable, right? We have a military to stop nuclear, you know, attack. We're all vulnerable to that, right? We have laws to protect us from getting ripped off. We have all kinds of rules in government to keep us safe. We're all vulnerable, you know, about something. The leftists doing the ripping off and they get away with it. They get away with it, right. But that's government kind of not really working, right? So we've got problem solvers on, on both sides, right? We've got a lot of good problem solvers on the left. We've got a bunch of good problem solvers on the right. Why don't we put them in a room and say, guys, work it out. Figure it out. Solve all of our problems for us. Because we're all wanting to make a better country, right? We all want to make a better country. They'll never agree on anything. They'll never come to the conclusions they need to come to in order for us to better ourselves in a nation. Why, as a nation. Why is this? Why can they never agree? It's because they're trying to solve different problems. 
right? The, the left has a set of problems they think are detrimental to the country, and the right has a set of problems that they want to fix and, and make the country better. So I would propose to you, now I'm a, I'm a conservative, all right? I'm, a, I'm not middle ground, I'm not a moderate, I'm not you know, kind of leftist. I'm a strong conservative, so people are going to disagree with me, for sure, right? And I would propose this, which you're probably going to hate, some of you are going to hate. But I would suggest that even if you're a little bit left, you're wrong about everything. <laughs> right? and, that is a, and that is an extreme statement. But, I, but I'll ex- let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> the reason is because you're solving the wrong problems. Okay? There is this idea, this, these fundamental ideas on the left, which is that black people are oppressed, that women are oppressed, that gays are oppressed, Immigrants, you know, uh, there's all kinds of oppression, oppressor narratives, right? Republicans are racist. We've got to stop the, the horrible racism that's occurring in our country that's keeping you down, man. If, if you're black and your life is, like, pretty good, it could be way better, but for the horrible racists. We've got to go stop the horrible racists, right? That's what they keep telling everybody. It's sort of like a 1990s infomercial. Right? They, you know, you thought, oh, I can make an omelet, no problem. I crack a couple eggs, I put it in there. They say, no, 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 no. Why are you cracking those eggs by hand? Look at the mess you make. And, you know, you see somebody cracking a few eggs. It's like eggs everywhere. They're like, has this ever happened to you? Buy this egg cracker. <laughs> so you buy the egg cracker, you're like, this damn thing doesn't even work. So then, now you got this plastic junk in your house, right? That you, you, you can't even, you're like, you know what? That's actually not that bad. Actually, that worked fine for years. I don't know why I thought that was a problem in the first place. But they manufacture these problems for everybody. They say, look, you, know, you, you guys are living you know, under oppression and we need to fix it. And they convince people that you know, your lives are terrible. Your lives are terrible because of these oppressive, oppressive people. But they've got a problem now. They've got a problem now, which is the internet. The internet is screwing them up. Wow. I'm, I'm not really good at holding a microphone, apparently. <laughs> because they're not used to their ideas being scrutinized. They're used to proposing these horrible, you know, problems and people just going, really? Oh, that's a horrible problem. I, I'm for you. You know, I'm against racism. I'm, I'm with you. You know, I want to fix the environment. I'm with you. And they're not used to people scrutinizing them, but we can all scrutinize them now. We just got to do a little research on the internet. So we've got lots of various ideas. So what do you do if your ideas are being attacked and you're not super confident about them? Well, you've got to protect these ideas. So now we have these companies called YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, and they'll take people like me and they'll say, you know what? We should not be listening to this person. We might not kick him off, well maybe we'll kick him off, but maybe we'll just demonetize him or we'll restrict his distribution. Only your subscribers can actually see what you're saying. We don't want to share this with the rest of the world because this is fascist, you know, or whatever word they decide to use. So now, but it's worse than they think. It's way worse than they think. They think they're protecting their ideas, right? But what's really happening is, is way worse for them because they have a crisis right now. There are a lot of people on the left that are recognizing the hypocrisy of the left, right? And what's happening is it's not, it's not really to do with us so much. I mean, you know, the YouTubers and the people trying to speak truth and stuff like that. It has a lot to do with leftists themselves. They're, they're getting into these smaller and smaller circles and they're el- elbowing out people who slightly disagree with them. I got a buddy in, uh, in L.A. named, well, I'm not going to tell you his name because he'll kill me, because he's an actor, right? And he's a leftist, and he's a Mexican, and he's gay. <laughs> and my gay Mexican actor buddy uh, has a good friend who is a strong 
feminist, right? She's a straight white woman, but she's a strong leftist, strong feminist. She's part of this feminist group. They kicked her out of the group. Why'd they kick her out of the group? Because she, she was not a woman of color. She can't possibly understand. I think I just hit my mic. You, you can't, you, she can't possibly understand the oppression that these real feminists go through. She's not a real feminist because she's white, right? She gets kicked out. She's crying to him. He, she's all upset. He's like, what is going on? Starts making him think, maybe my buddy Chris was right about a couple of things. Maybe people do hate white people in America. Maybe they are oppressing men. Let me look into this. So he starts watching my videos. He starts watching some other videos. He's like, have you heard of this guy, Ben Shapiro? <laughs> I'm like, I have. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're watching Ben Shapiro. I love this. So now he's back in the closet. It's a different closet than it used to be in. But, but we're in there together in L.A. You know, we're in there quietly whispering like little schoolgirls talking about the you know, quarterback. We're talking about conservatism. We're talking about you know, how maybe the left isn't right about everything. And it's like a cult mentality, right? If you don't stick to the dogma exactly, they kick you out. And that's a huge problem. And you've got to ask yourself, the people who don't want to hear a diversity of ideas and the people who do want to hear a diversity of ideas, which is probably the people with the more robust ideas, right? The ones that ask to be challenged. This guy here named Ray McMillan, he talked a little bit earlier. I probably hate this guy, I don't know. I have, I, we haven't had a beer yet. But my guess is that we disagree about, I don't know, at least 20% of stuff, maybe 30, maybe 50. But I desperately want to hear what he has to say. He's got a fascinating perspective. Those guys out there, they don't want to hear what you have to say. If you are slightly different than them, you are Adolf Hitler, right? That is it. That's it. You're part of the Gestapo. All right. So you guys have to prepare for something. Something is changing right now because of the internet, because of you know YouTubers and and you know all, all information is getting out, and and the left is pushing people out of the left. So what we have to look for, which is coming, is a big wave. It's already started. A lot of people are leaving the left. A lot of people, way more than you think. I mean, I live in LA and I meet these people. I'm in the secret groups, okay? I am. <laughs> a lot of Hollywood people you think wouldn't be leftists are, they just don't talk about it. So how do you push those people from realizing that there's hypocrisy there to going to like full truth, right? To just like accepting, you know, true ideas and really opening their minds. You've got to be kind to leftists. And, and some of you, this will be easy for, and some of it will be hard, hard to do. But when you're arguing with somebody, and you're searching for that truth, and you're not trying to win, and you're not trying to cut them down, and you're not trying to make them look stupid, you know, they, they respect you. They see that you're arguing with dignity. Even if you drive them crazy, they're going to go home, and when their leftist friends finally elbow them out of their group, they're going to be like, you know who treated me with dignity? That Republican guy. Or that moderate guy, or that libertarian guy, or whatever the heck you, you, know, you want to identify as. <laughs> and, and look, and we will win this whole fight. We're going to win. And I don't mean right-wing people. Look. And when I say we, I do not mean the right. I mean America. America is going to win. We're going to find all the best solutions to everything, because the diversity of ideas that exist is fantastic. And look, and when America wins, the world wins. Why? Because spreading the values of the United States of America is not a bad thing, okay? I genuinely believe that the United States is the most ethical, the most sophisticated, and simply the best country in the world. 
All right, well, that's it for me. If you like this episode, hit the like button. If you want to see more like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, please, no shots to the face while I'm walking out. Gut shots only. This is the moneymaker, all right? Okay. Yeah, so that was my first ever speaking engagement ever, and it was in my home town of Salem, Oregon. So thank you, Casey Onkepe, for uh, allowing me to do that. Uh, fantastic experience. And I met a lot of really cool people, um, some of whom I hope that I will actually be able to interview and have on my show here. All right, so that's about it. I don't really have that much to add. Um, I guess I'll just repeat what I said in the speech. If you like this video, hit the like button. If you want to see more like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, gut shots only, please avoid the face. That's the moneymaker. All right? <laughs> That's my friend Kurt's joke. I can't take credit for that. What is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny.